Welcome to the Love Your Space podcast, where we explore the world of functional design and how it transforms your space into your own happy place. Whether you're a seasoned design enthusiast or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Join us as we chat with experts in their fields, from interior designers and chefs to artists and musicians, as they share their tips and tricks for developing an aesthetic and finding a vibe on a budget, discussing where people find inspiration and how they balance function and beauty. We'll also dive into the psychology behind why our surroundings have such a profound impact on our mood and well-being. So whether you're looking to spruce up your living room, organize your life, or simply get inspired, we've got you covered. Tune in to the Love Your Space podcast, and let's get started on creating a space you'll love to come home to. All right. Today, we have Annie Schmidt, owner of SOS Home Organization out of Dallas, Texas. Um, she's been doing this for three years now, professional home organizing. I know as a, I don't know what I would call myself, but I would, could definitely use some professional organizing in my life. I'll tell you that much. So I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today. Um, and as we get to it, it's time to peel back. Thank you, Annie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's a real pleasure to meet you. Uh, I know that we've corresponded. You've used Walls Need Love in the past. So I thought it would be a great opportunity to, you know, highlight what you do. Um, hopefully give our audience some tips and tricks and all the fun stuff that goes with it. Absolutely. Um, do you want to share anything? Tell us a little bit about yourself to start and then maybe I'll ask you a few questions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, my name is Annie Schmidt. I'm the owner of SOS Schmidt Organization Systems. We're based in Dallas, Texas. Um, we, ha we handle Dallas proper um, move-ins, home organization, unpacking, all that kind of stuff. And then we do a couple of traveling jobs a year. Um, I started this business three years ago, kind of in the height of COVID. Um, my background is that I was in industrial sales for about 15 years. I was traveling to West Texas and all of these glamorous oil field customers. Um, and I worked for a great company and I worked with great people, but just didn't see myself doing that forever. So sure. I was kind of trying to figure out my next step. Um, I've always been interested in entrepreneurship and working for myself, but didn't know really what industry that translated into. So I took a break. I had two, um, two babies, two little girls, and took a break, stayed home with them for two years while I kind of tried to figure out what my next step was. Mm -hmm. um, and then COVID brought me my next step, which was getting organized. I mean, I think everybody during COVID was at home and looking at all their stuff and trying to get it all, all in order. So that's kind of, I think, my anxiety and just being at home so much kind of fed that. So I started organizing my home, moved into neighbors' homes and friends' homes, um, and realized that I enjoyed it and had a knack for it, and most people hate it. So it's a great <laughs> business to um, to get people to pay you to do. So from there, my little one started school that fall of 2020. And I could just kind of turn it into a side hustle. And like I said, did it for friends, neighbors, and started kind of becoming a referral business. And then when I realized how great of a market Dallas is for it, there's a lot of people moving here. There's a lot of disposable income. Um, and there's just a, a huge market for people outsourcing here. Um, so I decided to turn it into a, an official business. 
and kind of launched that fall, got an LLC and um, started um, making it more professional. And here we are three years later, I have a team of seven. Um, I have organizers, project managers, um, get help with bookkeeping, accounting, that is not my forte. Sure. Um, so yeah, so we've turned it into a, into a little um, business that you know we we cover Dallas and we love to help all of our clients locally. I love that. I, I think it's uh, always really cool if someone got a gift from COVID. I mean, I don't think that happened. I know, very right? Often, it's so. like the only thing. Yes, there was one positive thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, understanding all that, that's a really uh, cool like catch up. Um, how do you approach like the process of it? Like, let's say. I don't know, you go into just a massive new house that needs everything done. Like, is there a method to your madness or you just dive right in? Yeah, absolutely. So our first step is we do an in-person, in-home consult. So myself or one of my project managers goes to the space. We meet the client and um, discuss their goals. So what are they looking to do? Are they looking to get unpacked, um, moved in, or do they just have a certain space that they want to function better for their home and their family? Um, so do an in-person consult to discuss goals, um, what budget they have, um, if they have existing organizational product or if we have to bring it in. Um, I take pictures, I take measurements and kind of gather all of the information for me to go home and um, design a plan of attack and, and what we want to do. That's cool. So I'm guessing so. there's a bunch of like aside from maybe a whole house if someone just moved in, but a whole bunch of projects that are just maybe one room. Right. Like, maybe yeah, I mean, a lot of times kind of, I could have started out with pantries. Um, you know, that's the heart of the home. Everybody's in the pantry multiple times a day. So to have an organized system in there so that you can eliminate food waste, um, you know, it can look prettier. Um, so pantries kind of got me started. Um, and then obviously closets are a big thing as well that are hard for people yeah. to maintain. So sure. we like to create a system in the closet to, um, you know, have matching hangers and baskets and drawer dividers and that kind of thing so that it's easier for people to maintain. Okay. Um, so yeah, we can do onesie, twosie projects like that, or we can do a whole house. Oh, I love it. So then you'd say that for clients like organizational needs, that's something that comes out of that first discussion, right? Like Exactly. Yeah, I try to find their pain, um, you know, and why, you know, they obviously called me for a reason. Something's not working. So they have yeah. clutter, they have anxiety, something is not working in their home where they need it to be mainstreamed for everybody. So, um, so yeah, I try to find that pain, eliminate it. If it's too much clutter, sometimes we do a purging session with them before we even come in and organize, <laughs> because I think that's a huge part of organization is getting rid of what you don't need. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a fact finding session for that initial consult of where do we start and what do we need to do to eliminate their issues? Okay. Okay. So what would be an example of like, uh, maybe one of your more extreme cases can you without giving you know mm, unnecessary know. details like i could write a book but then i wouldn't have <laughs> any more clients um so i think that you know there's a lot of people that have emotional attachments to things you know and it's very very common whether it's paper or whether it's um, mementos from family that kind of thing so a lot of it i do feel like it helps to have a person come in and walk through it with you hand in hand and discuss um, what to keep and what to donate, what to sell, what to give away. So, you know, there's a lot of discussion and, and sometimes you just need somebody to help you along. So I think my yeah. probably most extreme, um, you know, a, a big one was paper. You know, a mom um, had emotional attachment to keeping all of her kids' art projects and yeah. homework and all this stuff. And 
said, you know, we've got to archive this and keep only the important stuff because if not, your house is going to be overcome by paper right. and clutter and all the kids stuff. So oh, it's yeah. kind of sometimes just having a conversation and thinking through it and getting them to understand, wait, I don't really need to keep all of this stuff. I could take a picture or I can just keep the most important part. And, right. you know, they just need to think about it and, and then they can say goodbye and get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those uh, frames on Amazon that are quite popular for kids art where you just like open it and you can put another piece on and it yes, has like yes. a depth Yes, yes. Use that kind of stuff and then that gives yeah. you, um, you know, a, a defined space of how much you can keep. Yeah, and if it doesn't fit, get rid of it, right? Get rid uh, of it, exactly. No, I love that. So I guess I, I would imagine they're calling you because they have this pain point, they have this problem, they need it fixed. I'm also guessing that most people are really bad at keeping it organized. So do you provide them with a, like a follow-up plan or, or how do you handle that? Or That's is a that great just question. the beauty so, of the, the repeat business, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do offer maintenance sessions to help come in and tidy up and, you know, if they've had any life changes, like a new baby or something like that. But we really try to design the organizational system from the start so that it's easy to maintain. Okay. Um, the way we do that is we we have a system. I like to keep it simple and just say purge, contain, and label. So right. the first step to organization is purging. Like we just talked about, we need to get rid of all the excess clutter and things you don't need. Then what we decide to keep, we contain. So we um, do this every day. So we're experts at picking the right containment, meaning bins, baskets, drawer organizers, that kind of thing. Um, to fit the space correctly, to fit whatever we're organizing. Mm -hmm. um, so then we contain, make a home for everything. That's number one in organization. And then the final step is to label. So once everything has a home, we label that space so that everybody in the entire household, whether it's the family that lives there, housekeepers, nannies, anybody like that, everybody knows where things belong and where to put it back so that that right. system is maintainable. So does that like work on two-year-olds and three-year-olds too? Because So I that, <laughs> I tell people, don't come to my house because I have two young daughters and it, I kind of look like a fraud because it is hard to keep things organized when you have young children. So um, for kids, you know, obviously, I think it's a great lesson to be able to teach them if you have something labeled, even if it's a picture, if they can't read yet, you know, a picture right. of blocks, that's where your blocks go. So it's also a great way to teach responsibility of how to put your things back, where things belong. But I am number one in understanding how hard it is to to keep a perfectly organized house with kids. It's not right. always feasible, but we can try. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, you know, I just yeah, I, that could have been like a Nobel Prize winning answer if you had solved how to you know organize for the two year olds. So yes, I mean, I just want to put out. There. I just want to see. wait for them to grow up. <laughs> 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 then it solves itself, right? Yes. Um, so let, let's ask this then. So would you say that there's trends in org organization or is it more of um, it's it's the three steps that you said, but there's not really like trends that go into this side of the business? Um, I definitely think there's trends in bringing in aesthetics of the organization. I think that um, organization got pretty trendy and popular in recent years because of the home edit and Marie Kondo and mm -hmm. those type of people um, with the shows and the books. I think that the aesthetic, um, having a perfectly organized pantry um, or something like that um, kind of really brings people in. And that's why I love using Wells Need Love wallpaper also, because we like to bring in a pop 
um, to bring in an aesthetic, um, you know, a, a really cool aesthetic view to not just bins and baskets and plastic containers right. of organization, but we like to do the trend of kind of tying in it with um, interior design, adding greenery, adding the wallpaper, um, using bins and baskets that complement the home's interior, especially if it's a really expensive house. I mean, some of these houses, they hire these interior designers and spend all this money for their dining room and kitchen and living room, but yeah. then you open the closet and you open the pantry and it's like a dump. So yeah. I think yeah. that, you know, the trend of tying in the aesthetics with wallpaper and design and the pretty bins and baskets is here to stay, especially in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I, I think it's, Obviously, we've seen a lot of your work um, and the use of the wallpaper is cool. Do you put the wallpaper up yourself or do you have? So I have a really good friend who this is me starting my business. I call her my wallpaper consultant to make it sure. you know, sound very professional. But one <laughs> of my best friends, she that was kind of her COVID project is she started yeah. doing the peel and stick in COVID. She did her pantry and we quickly learned that not all peel and stick wallpaper is created equal. It sure there isn't. are different ones. And so she, through trial and error of, you know, cheaper ones falling down and, you know, finding them on Amazon and not working out, she found Walls Need Love and said, oh my gosh, this is the best quality um, peel and stick. And, you know, I want to use this. I said, I want you to do my pantry. There's so many different pretty prints and options. So, um, so we use Walls Need Love exclusively. Um, and I have Haley do all my install because she, okay. you know, like I have a knack for organization. She has a knack for measuring perfectly, cutting perfectly. And, yeah. um, and you know, it's not, it's not impossible to put up, but it takes a little bit of a skill. So she, sure. she does a great job at it. So she helps me out. No, that's awesome. I, I think I need to have a chat with Haley, right? Is She's that... awesome. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's really insightful. That's really cool. We, we always love seeing what you come up with next. And we know when the, when an order comes through, there's about to be like a cool new space. So it's always, it's always pretty fun. We love it. Um, so uh, if I can, we're going to transition now and we're going to, it's now time to see what sticks. Now, this I omitted from what I allowed you to prepare for um, on purpose. Um, these are just going to be some rapid fire general questions. No right, no wrong. Just... Um, kind of just a fun little part. No, no, no. It's a, this is fun. <laughs> um, let's see here. So what is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? I've ever eaten? Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. Maybe sea urchin? Mm -hmm. Like it's supposed to be like a delicacy and I was okay. just not that fancy. Um, yeah. I, I haven't tried that one. Um, I'll, maybe I'll add that to my list. <laughs> Let's say if you had to live in a different country for a year, where would you pick? Oh, geez. Um, I think I would pick Greece. I went there for my our first anniversary and fell in love with just the beauty, the food, especially how clean it was and how great you feel. That's the only vacation we've ever been on that you come back feeling better after eating the Mediterranean yeah. food. But it was just so beautiful and um, I would love to love to take a sabbatical for for a year to Greece. I'm uh I haven't been there yet, so I'm kind of jealous after hearing all that. Um, on your list. <laughs> yeah, that's on the list for sure. Uh, let's see here. If you would you rather talk to animals or speak to or be able to speak every human language? I would like to be able to speak. That's a really hard one. No, no, I would rather talk to animals. 
Me too, like you know, 100%. It would be cool to speak every, every language and be able to converse with everybody, but I mean, who doesn't want to know what animals are thinking? Yeah, I got Google Translate for the other one, right? Like, let me That's talk to animals. That's a good point, yes. Like, Definitely uh, animals. You know. Yeah. All right, last one here. Um, have you ever had anything completely embarrassing happen while on an organizational job? Um, oh my gosh. You're just too professional. It's never happened. I mean, I try to be professional. I mean, let's think. Completely, I found embarrassing things when organizing. <laughs> like okay. I said, I could write a book. Um, I don't know. Okay. I mean, probably just, you know, my kids. I've had, yes, I, got, I can think of one embarrassing thing. I had, you know, being a mom of two young daughters, especially in the summer, it can be a juggle with childcare and work and everything. So sure. I have had a babysitter cancel once and had to take my then three-year-old on a consult with me to a very fancy house. And I come in my SOS shirt and I try to be really professional. I have my clipboard and then I have my three-year-old and I am <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is so unprofessional, but you know, she's got to tag along and be my assistant. They were so nice and went with it until we get in the pantry and she wants to eat all of their snacks and starts oh, grabbing no. for things. So oh, no. I think that that was probably my most unprofessional, embarrassing moment when my clients and their interior designer are there for oh. a fancy meeting with me. Oh, and I no. have my kid yeah. grabbing for snacks in their pantry. Well, I've been They're an entrepreneur like my whole life and I've taken both of my little ones to almost every meeting I've ever had. So I can completely relate with that um <laughs> yeah i show especially, up with i guess especially carrier. after covid with the zoom thing you know you've got kids running in the background and kids yeah. running around people are very understandable but it's also very embarrassing when it's happening to you <laughs> well we did learn something from that last answer though and that's to make sure that you do your own home edit to avoid those embarrassing things before the home or- organizer comes and finds them for you right like- yes that's a good point too <laughs> <laughs> all right no that was fun that was awesome um, so this last segment here, we call it wrapping up. Um, it's just a chance for us to kind of like highlight some things. Um, one of the things that we like to do during this section is what are some tips or tricks that you could provide anyone that's listening today if they wanted to try to, you know, start organizing, um, their own house? So I think my biggest tips are to start small. Um, a lot of people try to tackle their whole closet in one day and it gets really overwhelming and you can, you know, you stop halfway and it's just too much. So I think start, start small, start with a drawer and kind of gain some momentum and gain some confidence and, um, you know, decide what's important to you and what you like to do. Um, I think that buying another tip is buying the right product. A lot of people try to organize themselves and then we come in and have to redo it because they bought the wrong size bins and, you know, Mm. things that don't fit the space. So I think depth, especially like a depth of a shelf or depth of a drawer is the most important measurement that we take to make sure you're maximizing all the space. Um, and then label labeling maintains the system and you can find inexpensive label makers on Amazon or at the container store. It's worth the investment, um, to be able to maintain the system in the long run. No, that's cool. I saw, you know, there's a lot of organizing hacks out there these days, right? Um, I saw someone that said at the beginning of the year, they take all their clothes and they put it, they turn all their hangers around backwards. I've seen and then that. If they yeah. Wear it, they turn it forward and at the end of the year anything's still backwards they just say well time to pitch it i was like exactly i think it's a smart. great idea yeah i mean there's so much i mean especially you know we have a consumer 
driven culture. I mean, people buy so much with Amazon boxes every day and um, yeah. all the influencers promoting all the clothes and stuff. People just have too much stuff. So just, yeah. yeah. Get rid of stuff. That's probably the number one tip. We don't need it there all. There you go. No, I love that. That's great. So um, I guess lastly, like, so that everyone that's listening can find you, like website, social handles. Wh- where do you want them to find you? Yes. Thank you so much. So we are pretty active on Instagram is our number one. It's at SOS Home Organization. You can also reach us through our website at www.soshomeorg.com. Um, if you would like to work with us, you can send an inquiry through our website on the contact button. Um, like I said, we handle Dallas proper and locally, but we do also do travel jobs. So um, we are happy to talk to anybody that is interested in that. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, I appreciate this. Thanks so much. Um, we will be in chat soon. And I look forward to the next wallpaper order and project you got going on. I'm excited to share it. Thanks for asking me, Chad. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Love Your Space, a podcast from Walls Need Love. Please like and subscribe wherever you podcast and follow us on socials at Walls Need Love or stop by and say hello at wallsneedlove.com. Thank you for sharing your space with us.